2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
1: Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents the Gospel Light Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie uh, Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from the... TVB Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina with my co-host Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Steve Cordo from the state of Illinois, Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida, Courtney Carruthers from the state of Illinois, and Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege made to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. There are over 1,500 live shows on that website at this hour, and you will consistently find this radio show on pages 1 through 4 of that website if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts you can give them a send them an email to my new email address butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com or you can give me a call at stevie b's media production at the carolina studio at 910-491-6405 now again this program is brought to you by members of the churches of christ and if you need any assistance in locating the congregation in your area please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and stay along with us here on the Gospel Light Radio Show.
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
1: Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, the Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my co-host, Clay Phillips, as he breaks unto our listeners the bread of life, and also my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, who will be answering our questions that are on the hearts of so many. We pray that you will bless them and their family that supports their efforts, that they may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning in via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked and it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We're just so grateful For his precious sacrifice on Calvary's cross We recognize that without such a sacrifice We will not have a hope of eternal life Father, even now we ask you to forgive us For the transgressions of our own heart We know our flesh is weak And we often fall short of thy will Father, we pray that you will continue to bless us And keep us and love us all the days of our lives And if we have been faithful until death Father, we pray that you will save us For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all Amen.
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
1: In the first segment of the broadcast, my co-host Robert Lee Johnson, he serves as evangelist for the New Horizon Church of Christ in Lake City, Florida. He'll be answering our shouted out question in that segment. And then to close out the show, my co-host Clay Phillips, he serves as evangelist for the Rose City Church of Christ there in Thomasville, Georgia. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds and let's have A great show. After the break, the next one should be of my shouted out question by Robert
2: Lee Johnson. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
3: I'm
4: so say, sad, the light. come on, send the,
3: light. send the light, send the light, the the light. The never lie, never Come on, light, let it shine. More or
2: You're listening to the gospel light radio show shout it out question
1: we have a question from my social media platform called shout it out that now we want to pose this question to my co-host robert lee johnson robert lee johnson how you doing my brother
5: doing good sir
1: now this question uh, is, is from an anonymous query and it says now why was it so terrible that Adam and Eve got knowledge of good and evil and gained consciousness. Is it then sinful for people to think? What say you to this question?
5: Thank you, Stevie. I appreciate the opportunity to answer this question, and I'm happy to be on the program. uh, Today, I thank the queries for uh, sending in the uh, question, and I do the very best that I can. Uh, trying to answer it. Um, It says, why was it so terrible that Adam and Eve um, got knowledge of good and uh, evil, it says, and um, let's see here. Here we go. They got knowledge of good and evil and gain consciousness. And then, is it uh, sinful for people uh, to think? Okay, a couple of thoughts there. And I want to share my uh, research on this uh, question. Now, I believe the question comes from the third chapter of the book of Genesis. This chapter details uh, the temptation and fall of humanity and their consequent expulsion from Eden. This is when God drove them out of the garden uh, because they violated his will. They sinned against God, they broke his law, they did something that they should not have done, and they did something knowing what God had said about it. So to the point where the question says, um, where the question regards the fact of their consciousness, Uh, they gained consciousness, it says, I don't know that they gained consciousness because I believe that this is something that was in their minds because God had put it there because he gave them a law to live by and uh, to walk by. And I'll share more of that with you a little later. The tempter is introduced in the third chapter of Genesis in verse number one. The temptation is presented in Genesis chapter 3, verses 2 through 5. The fall of Eve and then Adam we find in Genesis 3 and verse number 6. The consequent shame, the loneliness, and fear after they uh, violated God's law, we see in verses 7 and 8, uh, we see their confrontation with God and their excuses In Genesis 3, verses 9 through 13, the curse of the serpent and the word of hope for mankind. We find in Genesis 3, verses 14 and 15. And then we're given the penalties for Adam and Eve in Genesis 3, uh, verses 16 through uh, 20. And then finally, God expelled them. They're expelled from the garden is mentioned in Genesis 3, uh, verses 21 to uh, 24. Now, the whole person of the serpent that appears in this tragic scene also includes a certain identity with Satan himself because Paul indicates and refers to him in Second Corinthians 11 and verse number 3 uh, the indication there being that the same serpent who seduced Eve is in this dispensation look at here engaged in seducing the church of Jesus Christ the same devil <laughs> that seduced Eve is also engaged in trying to lead the people of God astray in the church of Christ today. I also read in my Bible where Satan is called the great dragon, the old serpent, he that is called the devil, and Satan, and then the Bible says he is the deceiver of the whole world. So don't think that you're on solid ground until you make amends with the Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation 12, 9 talks about that old devil. And so the story goes like this. We find in the book of Genesis, Satan says, "Has God said, ye shall not eat of any tree of the garden? He approaches Eve. Now, the purpose of this query was to focus upon the restriction and prohibition which God had made regarding a certain tree, that tree of knowledge of good and evil. Anything forbidden has always held a fascination for human beings. And the evil one in this approach went straight to the point of humanity's greatest vulnerability, the devil, know that we are curious beings. In Genesis 3, 3 through 4, the Bible says, But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it. Neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. The glaring error on Eve's part is her mishandling of God's word. Eve, just here, right here, mishandled the word of God. She added to the word of God. She said, Neither shall ye touch it. And there's an old Hebrew legend that tells how the tempter took advantage of this. The serpent is said uh, to have taken the fruit and touched Eve with the fruit, pointing out that no bad consequence came of it, thus reinforcing his argument that no evil would follow her eating of the tree of life. Friends, it is extremely dangerous to add to the word of God and the eternal, uh, there's an eternal curse that rests upon men who add to the Bible. Paul said in Galatians 1, uh, 7 through 9, he said, Even if an angel from heaven preach unto you in a other gospel than that which we the apostles have preached unto you the bible says let him be a curse we cannot mishandle the word of god we cannot add to the word of god we cannot improve the word of god we cannot make the word of god any better than it is preach brother johnson and so what i'm saying to you Today, Eve mishandled that word, and therefore she had a problem. But Eve did something else. She diminished God's word. God has stated emphatically that death would be the consequence of eating of the forbidden fruit. But Eve changed this. She said, God said, lest ye die. Meaning that you might die. In other words, you're not going to die. It's not certain that death is going to come upon you. But you might die. Thus we have the groundwork for the fall already set in place. Already laid because she added and altered the word of God. Friends. It is a serious thing to add to the Word of God. Then I want to look at verse 5. And there the Bible says, For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Ye shall be as God." Is the proper reading, knowing good from evil, not God's, but God, there's one God. You shall be as God knowing good from evil. This also was a lie. But the devil skillfully interwove this lie with a half truth. ye shall be as God was a vicious falsehood eating the forbidden fruit did not make them like God at all, but sent them into full, shameful, fearful, and apprehension and to the hiding from our loving Father, our great Creator, whose word they had violated, And as for their knowing good and evil, that also was a half lie. Man, we need to be careful when we're handling the word. They already knew what was right and wrong. They knew that it was wrong to eat of that certain tree because God had told them. So the additional knowledge They received was nothing beautiful. It was not desirable at all. It was only that wretched, soul-killing knowledge that comes experimentally to every sinner who violates the word of God. And so I'm saying today that it was an unprincipled and malignant falsehood and unfounded promises that Satan made to Eve on this day. It is significant that Satan in this passage used the word Elohim for God, presented a problem that cast doubt upon the various documentary theories regarding the alleged Sources of Moses making those theories doubtful. The plurality of the word Elohim caused some translators to render the passage, you shall be as gods." But the reference is clearly to the God of the first chapter. The dimensions of Satan's line contradiction of God in this passage are truly fantastic. As Klein. Put it, Satan here, reinterpreted God as a devil, a liar possessed by jealous pride, and the way of the curse as the way of a blessing. It is simply an outstanding mystery to us that Simpson writing in the interpreter's Bible could have designated the tempter in this passage as a benefactor. Of the human race. Friends, you have to see the devil for who he is. He's not on God's side. He is not a partner with God. He is not friendly towards us. The Bible says he goes about as a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. And so regarding their gaining of knowledge, they already had knowledge because uh, they were not to eat of the tree of knowledge. They knew the word of God. Their eyes were open to that particular fight. And whatever knowledge they gained was not helpful to them, but caused them to be slow and shameful and disrespectful to the will of God. The second part of the question is also uh, a great... Uh, thought, for it raises the question, are we able to think for ourselves? Well, sin is in the world. Sin was brought into the world because man disobeyed God. And sin should not feel or regulate our minds because our minds ought to be on the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said in Romans 12 that when we think we should think soberly, he says in titles, we should think righteously. And the Bible says that when we think within ourselves, and we follow what we think and what we feel, then that is not a wise man. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. When we follow our wisdom and our ways, that's contrary to the will of God. So may I follow my thoughts? If they are against the will of God, we may not, because we'll be guilty in the sight of God. Don't you see? That's what happened with Eve. She followed and did what she was told to do, and those thoughts were against the will of God. The Bible says he that trusted in his own heart is a fool. The Bible says, the way of man is not in himself, for it is not a man that walketh to direct his steps. Isaiah 55:89 God says, Your ways are not my ways, neither are your thoughts my thoughts, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are your ways so are my ways higher than yours." And therefore, we have to respect the word of God and the will of Almighty God. So our minds must be trained. Our minds must be turned to the will of the Lord. And we are to walk in God's way. The Bible says regarding Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise under salvation through the faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We're to follow the will of God, the word of God, if you please. If we are to do what God commands us to do. So yes, we can think, but we must not think outside of God's word. When it comes to following God in worship, we must think what God thinks. And the only way we can know what God thinks is by going to the Bible. The Bible says singing and making melody. In your heart to the Lord. That's how you worship God. Not by adding instruments of music and doing other things. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized every one of you. Now you may think that you don't need to do that, but the Bible says you do. And Jesus said upon this rock, Matthew 16, 18 and 19, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Some say the Lord built many churches, but the Bible says he built one. So when we think, we have to think the way God says we ought to think. I thank you so much for listening to the word of God. In answer to this question, I trust that I've had a part in bringing your mind to God's sweet will, and may God bless you, and may you be blessed, and I thank you for, getting, for giving some time to the consideration of the word of God this evening. God bless you, and thank you so much uh, for listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
2: Shout it out, questions. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio
0: Show. With all the thought, what is your goal? With all the
3: thought,
0: what is your goal? With all
3: the thought, what is your goal? Now that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that that heaven is my goal. No matter what they say saying, yeah. call me and I'll go. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm not saying. Lord, I hear the streets are made the pure as gold. Breath of God blows gently through my soul. Give my all to you Please make my Dream come true go. Let the song You say I believe God knows I'll never change
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. This is
1: a program reminder. Stevie B's Vita Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Block Talk Radio. The telephone number to the live show is 713 955 0508 and the website is www.blogtarradio.com forward slash gospel Light Radio Show. On Tuesday evening, I'm hosting a live show, What a Working World Radio Show, and that show will air every second, third, and fourth Tuesday of the month. And the second Tuesday of the month, this show will air from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Church of Christ who will be making their proclamation of the Gospel of Christ. And also during that show, we have the Community Corner segment for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Who have Protestant services for our community. Also have two co-hosts on that show, Lou Gilbert. he's the evangelist for the Ober Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Isa Mullins, he serves the Church of Christ there in Cary, North Carolina. And then on the third Tuesday of the month, that show will air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and my co-host, Dr. Entherica Lame, she's a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist, and she serves at the Gray Road Church of Christ there in Cincinnati, Ohio, and she'll be hosting her show Conversations with Dr. Lane. And then on the fourth Tuesday of the month, that show will air at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And my co-host, Kelly Fletcher, she serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana, and she'll be hosting her show, The Kelly Fletcher Show. Then on Thursday evening, I'll be hosting a live show from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, entitled The Gospel Light Radio Show, and there are seven co-hosts on this show who will be making that proclamation of the gospel of Christ and each week I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me I'm also taking a question from my social media platform on Facebook shout it out I'll be posting one of my co-hosts on that live show as well and then on Friday night I'm posting a live show at 9 from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Eight to ten p.m. Central Standard Time. It's called Stevie B's Acapella Gospel awesome Music Blast, and this radio show, the 2022 recipients within the Cama National Academy of Christian Acapella Music Artists Award Outstanding Achievement and Record or Radio. On this show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel awesome music artists, the Sweet Sounds of Boston, and we're also interviewing artists, producers, comedians, writers, and we're also debuting new music and featuring the old music on that broadcast as well. Every Thursday, Friday the month I have my top twenty countdown show. And I also have on-demand episodes wherever you're getting your favorite podcasts from, you can tune into to these various platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple, iTunes, YouTube, just to name a few, to listen to these previous aired episodes. I also have recorded version episodes. These episodes were album debuts mostly and the same playlist was used on the live show on Blog Talk. Radio, and these shows can only be heard on iHeartRadio, DeServe, and also on Amazon Music. Just search for Stevie B's recorded version of shows. We want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. If you want to become a sponsor, just contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B Media Production it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in the study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to The Gospel Light Radio Show. My co-host, Clay Phillips, is coming up next after the break. Stay tuned to The Gospel Light
2: Radio Show. You're listening to The Gospel Light Radio Show. Show. listening to the gospel Light radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the Gospel of Jesus Christ.
1: Now I'm a co-host, Clay Phillips.
0: Good evening. I am Brother Clay Lee Phillips, minister here at the Rose of the Church of Christ here in Thomasville, Georgia. This September will be 40 years that the Lord has Bless us to be able to worship Him in this great city and with this great church. Want to thank Brother Robert Johnson for the marvelous job he did in answering that biblical question. And we ask that the prayers be made for those that ask questions. Feel free to ask questions. Uh, we want to be able to share with you the gospel of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. Also, uh, it is uh, good to be here with Brother Steve. Uh, He's doing a marvelous job in getting out the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ throughout the world. And so we're glad to be able to participate in this gospel-like radio show. It's an honor, uh, Brother Steve, to be able to come and preach here. Now. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to, We're uh, going to read two scriptures. Number one, we're going to read Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. Then we're going to turn James chapter 4. We're going to commence reading at verse 13 through 17. Uh, I want to say this, that the churches of Christ, we are a Bible-believing church. We believe in speaking what the Bible speaks, and being silent where the Bible is silent. We are a church bound to heaven. We're not guessing that we're going. We know that we are going to heaven. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said, you know the truth, and the truth shall set the free. And so we are a Bible-believing church. So let us go now and see what the Bible has to say unto us on this evening. Deuteronomy, chapter 29 and verse 29, you find these words written, The secret things belongs unto the Lord God. Those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. So understand now, remember here, the text said, the secret things belongs unto the Lord God. But those things which are revealed belongs to us. So now let us now look at James chapter 4. Everybody now turn to James chapter 4, the New Testament after the book of Hebrews, James chapter 4, <clears throat> and we're going to commence reading at verse 13, and uh, we find these words written, Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sail to get gain." Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, but what is your life. It is even that the vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord's will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that none to do good, and doeth it not to him, it is a sin. I want to use for advocate of our message today the advantages of spiritual knowledge. The advantages of scriptural and spiritual knowledge. Uh, let me say it one more time, the advantages of scriptural and spiritual knowledge. Uh, there is an advantage of understanding the Bible. Also, there is a disadvantage, uh, an unfavorable conception of misunderstanding the Bible. And so it should behoove us to make sure that whatever we believe in, whatever we are following, make sure that we are in the word of the Lord. So when we look carefully now at the advantages of scriptural and spiritual knowledge, we must understand that God has a plan for us. God has a will for us. God has something for us. There is number one. We must understand that there is a, a omission and a commission. You can omit some stuff from the Word of God, and the Word of God will not battleize you. Are you, I, I did, we have a commission and an omission. So the commission is. Go ye into all the world I and mean, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So we have a uh, a commission and omission. So we have here in the text, the Bible is teaching us that uh, God has a plan for us that we as believers. Those of us that are following the word of God. Now, when we look at uh, the passages that we read, we have an understanding of four homiletics. There are four homiletics that we must understand. When we look at uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29. Uh, First of all, let me me kind of uh, address, uh, number one, uh, let me address that the fruitfulness of. Knowledge. First of all, let's understand. We all need knowledge. Now, understand this. That we must be careful about knowledge. Because the Bible says, turn to 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. We have to be mindful about knowledge. We have to be careful. First Corinthians chapter 8 and the verses number 1. Understand now. We have to be mindful. It says in verse number 1, First Corinthians chapter 8, not as touching things offered unto idols. We know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge pump it up. <laughs> so we have to be mindful that we understand that you have knowledge, and knowledge will pump you up. In other words, you will forget uh, the uh, sensitivity of the word of God, that God loves everybody. Uh, John three sixteen 16 said, But God so loved the world, gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So we need to understand, those of us that are preachers and teachers of the Bible and the Word of God that have the advantage, we ought to have the advantage to understand that there are some people that are disadvantaged, that we ought to understand that don't let this knowledge puff us up. No one says, knowledge puffed it up. But Charity, edify it. love. The word charity it simply means love. Love, edifying. And if any man thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. Woo! and I, I've seen folks and heard people talk and preach and teach, and they think they know everything. <laughs> oh, God, help me up in here. Uh, they know everything, but none of us know everything, as we ought to know. Uh, the, the thing that we must understand is that uh, the Bible is, in its simplicity, it says here in verse number 2, uh, if any man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing, as he ought to know. But if any man loves God, the same is known of him. In other words, we ought to love God enough to love people enough. Because God loved people, that's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, "Listen, he said to the Jew, I became a Jew; to the Gentile, I became a Gentile; to the barbaric, I became a barbaric." He said, uh, to every man that I might be able to save some. The purpose of a minister and teacher of the Word of God is not to stand before people and try to acknowledge how much knowledge you love God. I have. It's about understanding that God give us this knowledge, the advantage of scriptural knowledge, and help people come to Him. All right, all right, all right. Now, understand. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Uh, let's turn to Second Peter. Let me. I'm laying the foundation now. Second Peter, if you will, and um, we'll look at verse number one, chapter three. Save the time. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 3. Now understand we ought to, uh, there is an advantage of scriptural knowledge. And we need to seek it out. We need to understand what it's all about. Because when when I when I go back and show you in Deuteronomy, God is going to be angry with his people because he had given them the advantage and they misused his advantage. I'm a, I'm gonna show up So now the apostle Peter said, because you know Peter had that mentality that uh he had the football off at the mouth. And you got a lot of folks like that. Peter was just wrong for the mouth. Quick. But you remember when uh, Jesus said, who do the men say I the son of man am? And now I'm going to say this, that we all must understand that we don't know as we ought to know. So Jesus said, who do the men say I the son of man am? Some said nah, the doctors. Some Elijah, some Jeremiah, some say, many even one of the prophets. And Jesus turned around and asked the disciples, saying, now, okay, come here, come here. Who say ye that I am? <laughs> and and the Bible says Simon Peter answered and said, God art the Christ, the Son of the living God. <laughs> and Jesus had to scream in that quick light because Peter would have thought he was somebody. Jesus said, Flesh and blood have not been filled with disease, but my Father which is in heaven. Peter, understand this. God gave you the advantage and understanding. Who I am So the Bible we read the Bible the Bible give us scripture knowledge help us understand who Jesus is and that's the purpose of studying the Bible study to show that set proof unto God a workman needing not to be ashamed right and in the word of truth. so we understand so now look at second uh, Peter chapter. One in verse number three. We'll start at verse three. According as his divine power, look at this. Look at this. According to divine power, have given unto us all things that pertain unto, unto life and godliness. So we have the advantage, Those of us that study the Bible, read the Bible, and believe the word of God. When you read the Bible, you have the advantage. When you study the Bible, you have the advantage. It gives you advantage over people that do not study the word of God. It says that it says, the light and godliness through the knowledge of him that have crowned up unto glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us an exceeding, great, and precious promise. <laughs> Let the Bible speak, the Philip that by these ye might be, listen now, listen, by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, What give us the advantage. How does scripture give us the advantage? It give us a divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. Now, let me read that one more, one more game. Hey, listen, listen, come here, come here. Hasn't escaped the corruption that is in the world through us. Don't forget where you came from. Listen, you cannot forget where you came from because you were in the world. You had a disadvantage. You was in trouble. And God made a way for you. And it's your, our responsibility as believers of Jesus Christ to make a risk. Away for those that don't know, there are people that don't know. And it says, and besides this, have given all diligence. Add to your faith. Here it is. Understand now. We add to our faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, and patient godliness. This is a process. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. But if these things, I notice now. Listen, it's gonna tell us what the advantage is. Come here. It's gonna tell us what the advantage is. If these things be in you, (laughs) it says, and abound, they make you that ye should be neither, neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, in other words, you, you, when you plant, it's a grow. When you give, you're going to receive. When you pray, it's going to be answered. Well, wow, because you advantage. God is on your side. Woo! Look at it. Look at it. let me look the further. But if you like these things, then it tell us about the disadvantages. It says, but if you like these things, ye are blind. If ye that like these things is blind and cannot see for all, all you can see is what you want. That what for all of me. You can't see to help other people. All you see is what you want in life. You can't see what other folks need. It's so like it says, it says, and have forgotten that he was, what, purged from his own sin. Uh, see, when I stand in the pulpit, I know where I came from. Young age, struggling. I started preaching when I was 15. I became a Christian at 13. I knew at the age of 10 that I was going to be a preacher. But I knew I had to get some advantage. I knew because my grandfather was, together. my dad was a deacon. And I knew that I had to get some advantage. Because my grandfather told me, where are you learn the word of God? It's alive, and powerful, and quick. You know, down the barrel marrow of the bones. Look at it. Now, now look at this. In, in verse 10, it says, Wherefore the rather, brother. It says, "Give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if ye do these things, <laughs> you shall never fall." And the word "fall" it don't mean that you're not gonna ever sin; it means you will never stumble to the point where you can't trade. Ah, <laughs> let the Bible speak, brother Philip. you? Uh, 11. For soul and interest shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In other words, the advantage of the kingdom is that you know if you maintain on this earth that Jesus said in chapter 14 of John, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I would have told you, I don't pray with you like that. would it not so, sure. I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And where I am, there you may be also. So here we're looking at the advantages of the knowledge and scriptural knowledge and spiritual knowledge. Understand this. Let me say this. Let me say this to you. Understand this. Life is a mystery. Life is a mystery. The mystery of life is is awesome. It's tough. Struggling. Oftentimes we don't know what to say, what to do. So if you have the Word of God in you, you have the advantage. Let, let, Let me say this here. Let me say this here. There are questions in life we can never answer. Hello? <laughs> you say you have all the questions? No. We do our best to ask the question. Brother Johnson did his best to answer the question. That's what we do. But there are some questions we'll never answer. Understand this. There are questions in life we can never answer. There are things in life we can never explain. There are things in this life we can never change. There are things in this life we can never control. There are things in this life we can never stop. There are things in this life we can uh, never respond properly to. There are things in this life that we can never succeed. Sometimes we just got to admit, listen, I don't know. Ooh, get the Bible spread, brother Philip. I don't know. Um, The key to life is knowing your limitation. Knowing your limitation. Knowing your responsibilities. Knowing what is not your responsibility. Everything is not for you. The handle. Knowing what you cannot do. Listen, come to me. Come here. God, let God be God. We're trying to be God today. I hear preachers sometimes, and they minister to their teachers, and they stand in the pulpit, like they are God. I'm like, really? It frightened me because when I look at my Bible, when I study my Bible, when you read, uh, let me show it to James, Look at James. James warned us uh, in James chapter four in the verse number thirteen. Now read James chapter four and verse thirteen. The Bible says, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city. James, come here, come here. Let me let me let me warn you. all let me draw draw you nearer to God. This is what, this is what he's dealing with. He's with trying to draw them nearer to God because uh, you have got too big for your riches. You think you run this church. You think you run everything. We got brothers and preachers arguing and fussing with one another about issues and not trying to work it out. They are they are the withdrawing fellowship from one another. They are, I mean, it's a mess going on. In the body of Christ, we should have the advantage. He says, James says, go to now. He that say today or tomorrow, we will go into a certain city, he says, and continue their year, and buy and sell, and get gain. He said, <laughs> y'all are bad boys. Y'all are a bad boy Now, you think you just, that you control your life? Do you think you control your life? Notice the verse 14. Whereas ye you know not what shall be on the mount? For what is your life? It is even a faithful that appears for a little time, and then vanish away. For that ye ought to say, oh, look at him, look at him. He said, now, if you've got the advantage, if you have the advantage of scriptural knowledge, you ought to say, this is what you ought to be saying. If the Lord will, let the Bible speak, Brother Philip, if the Lord will, we shall live, because God will take you anytime. Jesus called a pal. Yes, he did. He said, there was a man. First of all, there was a young man coming, Jesus. Jesus, uh, speak to my brother that he a divide and a you with me. And Jesus said, listen, man, uh, who made me divide uh, over you? Let me tell you, give you some some advanced knowledge. He's a man that God blessed. And when he was blessed, look at him. He said, I'm going to cut out on these old ones and build bigger. And he went. So when you read on down, in verse number 28, it says, And the Lord rooted them out of the land in anger and in wrath and in great indignation and cast them into another land. In other words, God, okay, I'm going to show you now. I was good to you. When you need food, I gave it to you. When you need water, I gave it to you from a rock. When you need shade, I gave it to you. But look at you—you you still serve other gods. I gave you the advantage of every other nation, and you still serve other gods. And that's what we get this. That's what the 29, 29. God says, "Let me straighten y'all out." Do what God say, "I'm gonna straighten you out"? The secret things. Let the Bible speak, Brother Clay and E. Phillips. The secret things belongs unto the Lord our God. Moses said, listen, shut up. The secret thing belongs to the Lord our God. Those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children. Ever. So here we find in the text now understand understand this four more minutes I'm going to give you. I got to let you go because that God have given us the advantage of. Number one is uh, domain accessibility. God have given us domain accessibility. Turn, turn to John chapter ten. I'm not gonna read all of this it. It's gonna give you the scripture. You can read it on your own. John chapter ten and the verses in one. Verde, verde, truly, truly. I'm saying to you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the saying is a thief and a robber, but he that enters in by the door in the, is the shepherd of the sheep. In other words, the door is the shepherd of the sheep, Jesus Christ. He is, he has given up a territory. And and the only in. man, watch this, watch this. Verse number three. To him the porter of the gatekeeper opened, and the sheep heareth his voice, and he calledeth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out, and of so they do lead them in. And he feed them and take care of them. And what David could say, the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down and be from, leadeth me to still water. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil of a diner with me. Now, rod and I the staff that you comforted me, I've got the advantage. Why? Because Jesus. I'm on my side. I'm on my side. So you have a, you have a, a domain accessibility. If you get in any other way, I don't want to read all that. You come in as a thief. Number two, there is a uh, peripheral or parental of parents be, benevolence. God loves us like parents. God, listen now, and I I'm going to read uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, that the church is Christ's bride. God loves us. We are the children of God. Number three, number three, there was a divine argument. Woo! <laughs> I got to read that now. Matthew chapter 10, there was a divine argument. Amen? Uh, they, they give you an advantage at times. Uh, somebody trying to bring up something. God said, listen, I got you back. Divine argument that we must understand. Listen, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 27, the Bible says, what I tell you in darkness that speak in the light. In other words, God said, I don't talk to everybody. <laughs> I don't talk to everybody. Uh, I, Jesus told me, Jesus telling us to understand that the sheep amongst wolves, that God knows you amongst wolves, so he'll tell you everything in the daytime. But he said, wherever I told you at night, he was speaking at night. And what you hear in the ear, that puts you also on the housetop. And fear not them, which are able to kill the body. But I'm not able to kill so. soul. Rather than him I'm not able to do both soul and body and hell. Drop down the verse, 30. But the very hair of your head are all numbered. He said, I don't understand something there. The argument, how are you going to argue with me? I count every hair of your head, even the hair that you lost. <laughs> Let the Bible speak, brother. How are you going to argue with me? What argument do you have with me? How can you stand there and argue with God? He says, He says, but the very hair of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than sparrows. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I deny from my Father. He said, verse 34, he said, think not, I am come to send peace on earth. There's an argument going on. Ooh. Watch this argument. I didn't come to send peace on earth because, see, I'm going to give you the advantage. There is a war. We are going and be struggling and fighting. And, and he said, now, let, let me tell you, Does Jesus, let me tell you something. He says, think not that I come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but so. <laughs> There's a war going on. And then And Jesus wants to know. He will tell us who uh, he's backing. He says. For I have come to set a man at variance or enemy against his father, even if your daddy won't do right. And your daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law, and all men foes shall be there of his own household. Your biggest enemy is going to be those of your own household. That's why a preacher is hard for a preacher to go home and preach for his own people because they remember and think he don't have the advantage. They don't see that God called Daniel. They don't see God called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They don't see God called Abraham. who is Abram worshiping false gods. They don't see God called Samson a thug. And they use him. But what they see is they remember everything he did in the past. But they don't see the advantages that he gave you to come. That's what Jesus is talking about. And then lastly, the inquisitiveness of skepticism. The inquisitiveness of skepticism. Now I want you to turn your Bibles now to Psalms 121. Everybody turn the Bibles to Psalms 121. And let me get those out because um, we love to live by uh, Quotes, phrases go up, doesn't come down. <laughs> you better know who you're praising. Now, all the time when I go to funerals, I hear preachers use this all out of context. Now, I'm not being mean-spirited. I understand that uh, maybe you don't understand, okay? I'm not being mean-spirited. I'm not picking on you. I don't want you to think that Brother Phil is, is talking about it in us. No, no, no. It kind just of help you out on the scripture? Let's look at the scripture now. Listen, the scripture. Uh, Psalms one twenty one. It says, "I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from which cometh my help. For my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth." Now, what is the inquisitiveness of skepticism is that most people think that their help comes from the heel. That's not what it's teaching. Okay, let me read again. It says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, and then from which come my head. So most people, when you have a funeral, they will say, uh, brothers and sisters, y'all lift up your the- eyes. Eyes to the hills from which comes your help. That, that's not what it's teaching. That your that your help came from the hills. That King James uh, miswrote this part, the first part. What it says, it says in the original Hebrew, it says, "Shall I look to the hills for help?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> come here, come here. Let me help you James. Let me help you Use some advantage. So when you you hear a person say that at a funeral or anywhere else, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. That that is not telling you to lift up your eyes to the hills and that's where your help is going to come from. No, what it's saying is the original language in in the in the Hebrew is "Shall I look to the hills for help?" Now what David is doing, David is saying that listen. He says, you remember when he was running from Saul and he went to the hill? So when you look at the text, the the main scripture is this. is found uh, in 1 Samuel. Turn to 1 Samuel. Everybody turn to the Bible now to 1 Samuel uh, chapter 23 and verse 19. 1 Samuel 23, 19. It will show you what David was talking about. 1 Samuel chapter 23 and the verses number 19. And the Bible says... Then came up to Zephiat, to Saul, to Gera, saying, "Does not David hide himself with us in the stronghold in the wood in the hills?" <laughs> and then Hashir, which is the same G. Shana, in other words, they told Saul where David was. And so when you, so when David is talking about in Psalms 121, he's talking about. He said, "I was in the need.
2: you listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
3: Will you forgive me for I've done wrong, and will you accept me? Although my brother, he will all criticize and accuse. Yes, he will. But I know that my Jesus, he will make me. Wash me free, free from, from the pain, pain, of pain, pain of all of my sin. And Lord, and Lord, please use me. Cause me, I'm ready at thy okay, bidding. Lord, hear yeah, my praise and please use me. you you're sure. I see them cry And they each have a stone Dear Lord But you milk beside the Jesus, And my fears are all gone Praise God Cause you give me peace Peace the But in Jesus sweet come. I love Share the your and, she's, 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 I'm grateful oh, yeah. for No more shame, no more doubt, no more guilt, lord. No. so I ask you, Lord to you. says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and that same book says that there's none righteous no not one see if you're honest with yourself you'll admit that we've all needed a second chance and it was only because of his grace and his mercy that we're here today because the Lord is long-suffering willing that anybody should perish but that all should come to repentance and see repentance that's the key because in repentance that's where you learn to turn around and God gives you a second chance you turn from selfishness turn toward godliness you turn from anger turn toward joy you turn from hatred Turn towards love, my brother my sister. God will give that you, you a second chance. If you just, try just turn, turn, turn around. Oh no oh, no, oh, till you do. Well, would you got? Turn, turn, just, turn around. around, turn around, turn around,
5: turn
3: around. and anxiety Turn around, turn around, turn around For your
2: You're listening to The Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to The Gospel Light Radio Show.
3: This time the storm Well, it brought me down to my knees, and I pray, Father, please have mercy, Lord, cause I'm almost there, and every morning when I would
4: rise,
3: I did not think I could face another day. But I made it because you said me My, 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 my favorite Yeah, okay See, when I needed faith, God had said And the first day Remember what Jesus said Don't pray for tomorrow Cause it may never come Don't worry about the next day Cause all you've got is this one. Deal. Oh, when you call You've got to ask him For your and when you need strength, God will give you your Lord enough to make it through the day. When you need courage, God will give you. Thank you. Stay in prayer daily for strength, for courage, and get up.
0: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.